0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're long tossing here on a Sunday, the 17th day of September. Meaningful baseball. It has been so much fun. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Rod Allen. Great to have you along here. The Marlins are looking to sweep the Atlanta Braves here. They're already the first team in the National League East to take a series against the Braves in 2023. There are so many moments. It's one of these podcast, fellas, that it doesn't matter if we record for five or six hours, it feels like we're not going to get to everything discussed. All I know is this, these last two wins
2: have felt like 20. I agree, Rod. I mean, how do you feel about this? I mean, this is this has been incredible.
0: Well, I just like the personality of the team. They've taken on the personality of the manager, Skip Schumacher. I mean, he played for some really good teams. He's a world champion. So uh, he's a rookie manager, but you wouldn't know that. He's in the running for rookie uh, manager of the year in the National League with a couple of other guys. But what I've taken from the first two games is just how just about everybody on the roster has done something positive. Contributive. Right. All 28 people have done something whether it be Sanchez with a big hit, whether it be jazz last night with the Homer, of course Burgers been getting busy. Bell has woken up. Hampson. Gurriel with the big home run last night in the first inning after we went down by three. This just feels really, really good, and I've been around a lot of really good baseball teams, and this is a good baseball team that's smelling the finish line and looks like it wants to get into the postseason.
1: This is your last weekend in the booth in 2023.
0: This is my last day in the booth in 2023.
1: Where does this rank for you? I mean, you were a part of some great Detroit Tigers teams. As far as just resiliency and squeezing every last ounce of talent out of a baseball group.
0: Where does this rank for you? It ranks high, and it reminds me a lot of the 2004. Not the 2004, but the 2006 Tigers team. Okay. They lost 119 games in 2003, and then Leland came in 2006. Uh, And they really weren't a good baseball team at that time, but his personality, Uh, Leland managed here. A lot of people know about Leland. He was the leader of that team. Yep. And he told that team in spring training, We have to beat the Yankees. And if we don't beat the Yankees in spring training, we're not going to beat the Yankees during the regular season. And that was the mentality of the team. And I think Skip Schumacher this year kind of set that same kind of tone with his work ethic and how much time they spend on defense. This team spends more time on defense than any team I've ever seen.
1: Kyle, you came in here and you said, and we're recording here on a Sunday afternoon, we're going to put this out before the game, but you are probably going to listen to us on Monday morning. Marlon sweep the Atlanta Braves. You think they're going to the playoffs?
2: I do. I really do. I think right now that 85 wins will get them in. That means they need to go 8 and 5 down the stretch. I I I just I I sense that they're sensing it. I I like I get the sense that they're really feeling it. Too
1: many special moments.
2: <sighs> yeah, I don't even know if I mean, yeah, there's special moments, but they they have they find a different level of energy. Like every day that they've started to come to the ballpark. And, you know, this is a 13-game stretch that we talked about them playing the best four teams in the National League. And they took two of three from Los Angeles. They went to Philadelphia. It's a very tough place to play. And they took two of three from them. And they get knocked back on their heels a little bit in Milwaukee. And just as soon as you want to count them out again with the big, (laughs) bad, mighty Braves coming in, two incredible come-from-behind efforts, you know, there's so many guys that we could talk about. To me, I went back and looked at things last night. To me, if it wasn't for Brian Hoeing yesterday, that team has no business winning, and I think we get thumped. And I just, the one thing that Skip Schumacher has continuously said, and I really believe it's resonating, and they have found a way to block it out because I just think these professional athletes are another different, like, total human level, like, intellectually, and like the way that they can focus and hyper focus on things. Skip has said time and time again. All I've asked them is to show up and do this one day at a time. Don't look at anything else. Don't worry about tomorrow because that's the way he has to manage. And they have taken that to heart, and they just I, – I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they're starting to sense that nobody's going to stop us until somebody gives us bottles of champagne and some goggles and our eyes are burning and we're going to the postseason.
1: Right. The, the big question through this stretch, this is game – 12 of 16 straight. We all looked at this schedule in September and thought, oh, God, the way that the Marlins were playing in the second half, you looked at the Dodgers, you looked at the Phillies, you looked at Atlanta, you looked at 16 straight. How is this team going to stay intact? Well, they're 7-4 in this stretch, and this is, again, game 12 of 16 straight.
0: They've done a lot of little things right. I mean, they have not hurt themselves defensively, of course, in Milwaukee. They probably should have won at least one more game. They dropped three pitch too there well. against that team, yep. and they did pitch well, but they just didn't hit. you got to give Milwaukee some credit for that. Mm-hmm. And they could have gotten down coming here against Atlanta, but they got down against Atlanta, a really good baseball team, best team in the world, as a matter of fact. Didn't they come back and win two of these games? Uh, this team is resilient, and, again, they've got a great coaching staff, uh, they're very, attention, uh, very attentive to detail. And you could just tell the players that they all say exactly what Skip Schumacher says. When you interview one of the guys, you ask them about the postseason, they say exactly what Skip says. We're going to take it one day at a time. And that's a sign of a good leader. Jazz
1: Chisholm Jr. hit the big grand slam that really broke the game open. But I read a stat yesterday that is Something pretty historic here. He's the second player in the live ball era since 1920 to hit a grand slam and steal three bases in a game. (laughs) What resonated with both of you about that?
0: Well, I mean, he's so gifted. And uh, I just long for the day that we can see him on the field for 145, 150 games. Because when that day comes, we might see 40-40. I mean, 30-30 is a given for me because he has that skill set. He has almost 18, 18. 18 is his high, but he has a bunch of home runs now. Uh, but if he's healthy, he can get to 30, and he can steal your 30 bases. And once he gets comfortable in the outfield, uh, I think he could possibly be a gold glover out there. He's got all five so tools. So much athleticism. Uh, There's no doubt yep. about that. And he's a fan favorite. They absolutely love him. But the key for him is you just have to keep him on the field because obviously the guy is special. I mean, he's doing something that hasn't been done in 100 years. Kyle.
2: You know, the thing for me is when he puts it into a different level, it's extremely unselfish baseball. Like, you see the prolific power that he possesses. But he also drops down a bunt in the middle of that game. He just – he finds a way to get on, and he is so disruptive when he is unselfish and, like, doing little things to just drop down a bunt to get on base, to steal a couple of bags.
1: Wow! can I add real quick about the unselfishness yesterday? Jake Berger slide getting down. I
0: thought that was big too. Absolutely, go ahead. Kyle. Good leadership.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, n- there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I I, I I don't know. I mean, he he just has to stay on the field. Like the team is just obviously flat out better um, when he's on the field. So yeah, I mean, Jazz just keeps on doing his thing, and he just he's gonna he's gonna help this team win. He really is.
1: I asked Jazz this question yesterday in the post game walk off when you beat a team like this and not even like you're outslugging the Braves like it's not like you're hanging on for dear life one nothing like they they have outslugged the Braves and even though Acuña didn't play yesterday they still got all stars on this field what do you think this series win even if they don't win on Sunday i guess the confidence level that this team can have going into this final stretch after beating the best team in baseball, hands down?
0: Well, they knew coming in what they had to do to win the series because you know what the Braves do. They hit homers, Yep, and they hit lots of homers, and they average six or seven runs a game. So you knew coming into this contest for three days you had to show up, and they have showed up, and they have showed out. And I believe this team right now, because they've played so well against the Dodgers, they competed against Philly. They've competed against the best teams in the big leagues. They feel good about themselves. I also feel like the 38 come from behind wins is huge for this team Yep. Uh, because of the fact that they know if they do fall behind, they got the pieces to come back. Whereas there were times this year when they would fall behind and they would panic. You had nobody on base. You had guys trying to hit grand slams. But this season is huge for them going up against the Atlanta Braves, not only for this series, but moving forward. You've been here, Kyle, for so long. I mean, they've struggled against
1: this team. What they this killed mean? them.
0: I, I think winning. I think winning breeds confidence.
2: And I think what's interesting about this ball club is that they don't buy into this narrative what we're talking about. How much confidence do they get from just beating the Braves?
1: You don't think they know that's a big, bad Braves on the other
2: side? No, you, they don't I, Acuna, no, they, they, no. They know exactly who they're playing. But this, to me, has been a team that doesn't buy into the like, it's us against the world. They're just focused on coming in every day. They know they're playing a really good team. And they beat them last night. And they wash it. And they're going to try to win today. Like, I, I think their confidence comes from winning. I don't think it's from just beating the Braves. Like, I think they would feel the same way if the Astros were in here, if the Athletics were in here. I just think they're so hyper-focused on the task at hand that they win these games, they flush it, and they're going to show back up today to try to keep on winning. That, to me, is what's kind of making this team special. Like, you don't hear a lot of the, it's us against the world, it's nobody believes in us. I'm I'm sure there's guys that feel that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure there's parts of that because that just – inherently provides motivation, whether that's baseball or basketball or football. I mean, that's just like professional athletes getting themselves in just a wild and obsessed like headspace where like it just gets them to a different place. But I think the one thing that's been really cool about this team, it doesn't really matter who they're playing. When they've lost four or five, when they've won four or five, they've stayed very even keeled. They flush wins and losses, and they show back up the next day, and they try to win games. Here's the one thing I would like to talk about, and I know we've talked about him at length this season, Please. but I was thinking about him on my drive-in. Skip Schumacher deserves to win the National League Manager of the Year. And it goes all the way back five and a half months ago, or however long it is, to February when he held the first team meeting. I understand that the players go out there and play, and he says that. And he is so humble himself. He takes no credit. I cannot state enough how impactful he has been on this clubhouse and the players in the clubhouse not to mention his decision-making ability because all season long, he has pulled the right trigger. He has pressed guys at the right time. And I know he's not going to take a lot of credit, but he's also helping this team in a massive way win games. He's been an unbelievable manager in his rookie season.
0: Yeah, for someone to step into his shoes, I mean, obviously, you know, the Marlins didn't get to the postseason last year. And it's been a while other than the uh, the shortened season that they've gotten there. And they wanted to change the culture. I mean, Kim Ang said two words into their interview. She knew that she had the right guy because the word win came out of his mouth. Mm. and, And that's exactly what we have done. We have won a lot of games. And we've won a lot of games we weren't supposed to win either. And that's the sign of a good team, a team that doesn't quit, a team that does all the little things. They don't show up every day, but the team that does all the little things, a lot of things that don't really show up in the box score. And they're going to get better at it, Run, moving runners from second to third, getting guys in from third, less than two outs. you got to play a long time to get good at doing all those things. And as these guys mature and get more time under their belt, we're going to see that team start to play a lot like this Atlanta Braves team does on a nightly basis, maybe without the power, because we don't have that kind of power.
2: Culture's a real thing, and he's he's created one. He's proven one. it. Yeah. And yeah. He's not shy about saying, we have winning players, I need more. He's very, I think the best quality and his best redeeming quality is he's honest and with authentic. everybody. Yes. And if we have an issue, we're going to address it we're going to figure it out. We're going to move on. It's not going to fester. I'm going to be honest with you. Man to man, face to face, we're going to get this out whether it's good, bad, ugly, somewhere in between. He he's he's creating something special in Miami. I really do believe that.
0: And he also has the open door policy. And that's what a lot of managers do. I mean, my door is open anytime you want to come in the door and ask me a question about anything. I'm going to be honest with you. But make sure that if I'm honest, that you can handle it. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's just a wonderful trait to have and Uh, He's been around some really positive people. Of course, he talked about uh, Yadier Molina when he was in uh, St. Louis. He said Yadier Molina was the smartest baseball player that he's ever been around. He's been around Tony La Russa for a long, long time. So he has a lot of people that he has watched and he's been around and he's learned from. And all that stuff has helped him form his managerial style.
1: Yeah, you talk about someone that has taken the good of his career and – The influences and has added that. I mean, that's what really coaching is at the end of the day. When you're a former player, especially, and that's what most coaches are, you try to take the good, and you try to leave the bad, and you try to create your own, like Kyle said, and I think he hit on it. Like the biggest thing in coaching, we've all played sports, not at the level at these guys, but the authenticity part. You know, you gotta trust trust your coach. You gotta trust your manager. And for Skip Schumacher. He has been like that since day one, and I don't think it's any doubt in my mind. If this team gets to the playoffs, you can look at the Braves, and Snickers on an incredible job. This needs to be Skip Schumacher's award.
2: Here, here's another thing for me as well. He's not going to talk about this publicly, nor should he, and I don't know if anybody will ask about it and bring it up. For as much time as he spent in the postseason, he's going to know how to manage the living you-know-what out of these final 13 games or yeah. 12 games, whatever it is now, 13 he knows what this feeling is going to be like for these final two weeks for these players and knowing that and having that experience as a player and doing it as a coach and now as a manager, don't let it go unnoticed how important these final two weeks are obviously for the team, but having a guy in charge that knows how to navigate his way to get you, he's going to put them in every perfect position to get to the postseason
0: i got him winning national league manager of the year and this is the reason why i mean tory lovello and arizona is going to get a lot of consideration i mean don't get it twisted i mean he's right up there uh, david bell in cincinnati is going to get a lot of run too because these teams weren't really expected to do what they're doing right. so those are usually the managers to get the most consideration when you're talking about manager of the year But one of the things that separates those guys from Skip is the fact that he's had to do it with a three-man rotation for about a month and a half now. And he's been mixing and matching with his bullpen, picking the right people to get the job done. And that's just been remarkable. And I'll take it one step further. Not only is he going to be manager of the year, but Kim Ang should be executive Mm. of the
2: year. I think if they get to the postseason, they will be. I, think I don't so think so they too. get it if they don't get in, but I think. Yeah, if, I said it. I said it. If they get in, I totally agree with you. I think they both deserve those honors.
1: And to add on to Rod's factors, I mean, even like Sandy Alcantara in the first half, struggled, you know, really struggled. They did this without Sandy. And you, listen, every team has injuries. But you looked at this opening day roster, it has looked different. No Avi Garcia, you know, they had to bring up Braxton Garrett was a, a long reliever. Yeah. You know, he was optioned. Yep. You know, earlier in the year, now he's one of your best pitchers. What he's done with this team, and again, he's not going to take any credit for it. The guys work their tails off. They do an incredible job every single day. He's so complimentary of it. Not, this has been a group effort. This has been a group from the manager to the hitting coach to the first base, everyone to the players. It has been a collective buy-in, and they are reaping the benefits.
0: I'll take the Sandy situation a step further. I talked to Mel Stottlemyre Jr. for about 30 minutes. This was in spring training uh, before they had played their first game, and I was talking about Sandy. Are you guys going to back off of Sandy because he's pitched over 200 uh, innings consecutive years, won the Cy Young? Are you going to take it a little easier with him? He says no. Sandy likes to pitch, and we're going to pitch Sandy seven innings, eight innings, every time he goes out there, if he's pitching well. And he also said, if we're going to get to where we need to get to, we need Sandy to be Sandy. He wasn't Sandy, and they're still getting there. So that's a real nice, uh, a real good gesture for the team.
1: We lost Sandy to the IL. We're still waiting on some updates for him, started to throw a little bit. Let's talk about someone else that was on the IL that's going to play this afternoon. This will be our last topic, Jorge Soler. Your reaction to him not only coming back, but Skip Schumacher throwing him right in that two spot, like where he's been pretty
0: much all year long.
2: Quietly back. I didn't I didn't think he was coming back. Honestly, obliques, obliques are very scary. Well, jazz,
0: jazz was out for six weeks.
2: I know I'm, I'm surprised he's back. They They kept it pretty quiet. Like he's doing some baseball activity. He's hitting a little bit. Nothing your eyes can't see just coming here to the ballpark early and watching. But I didn't anticipate him coming back. We talked so much about length in the lineup. Not only is Soler back, but the value-added benefit of having him back to provide that length for Bell and Berger. Oh when, the, when those guys were humming and those four guys were healthy, it was hard to get your way through those four. I mean, they really make you sweat. So I think, he—he he, obviously, there's massive benefits to having him back.
0: Yeah, the lineup is tough to get through uh, three times in a game. I mean, Charlie Morton's going for the Atlanta Braves today. He's got that really good curveball. And I just hope Soler doesn't overswing at one of those curveballs today uh, to do anything. But if they were going to air on any side, it's going to be caution, especially with what's at stake possibly get into the postseason they want to make sure that Soler, if they do get there is healthy so i think he's 100 percent or close to it or they wouldn't have him out there they'd wait a few more days and maybe there are different degrees of the oblique strain mm. because we just said jazz was out for six weeks but i'm sure some guys are out for three weeks some guys are out for four weeks and i guess it just depends on the player and how their bodies heal
1: fellas It has been so much fun this year. And for Rod, this is your last game in 2023 in the booth. We started together. It has been so much fun. You've been like the – I've been like the rookie. I got my (laughs) veteran looking out for me. I appreciate you. I know me and Kyle appreciate all your hard work and energy that you bring, man. It's – it's different when you're in the booth with us. It's so much fun, and we've had such great moments here in 2023. I know it's only your second year in the radio booth, but, man, it has been so much fun with you.
0: You know, the one thing I said to you, and this is the, all I'm going to say, is your work ethic is incredible. And if you continue to do that, you're going to go a long, long, long way in this game. And, Kyle, it's been a pleasure to work with you. The listeners, they have been blessed with your energy mm. and all that you bring every single game. You have not taken one pitch off, and that's <laughs> a testament uh, to what we do because this job is not that easy. But it's been fun working over here, and I look forward to uh, getting back over here soon.
2: Thanks, dude. A lot more of it to come. And uh, you got TV in the final road trip, right? I do. So we'll be on the bird together, and hopefully this thing ends how we all uh, envisioned when we started, going to the postseason in 2023.